0: I could use a drink.
1: ...masks, gather round your TV set, put on your masks.
2: Coming to you from somewhere along the Ohio-West Virginia border, welcome to Nostalgia Highway. The movies you know from the guys you don't. We thank you so much for hitching a ride along with us today. I am your host, the mayor, Matt Loxton and with me as always are my two esteemed co-hosts. I'm Dave King of the Road. And I am the Lord Ketchum. All right, welcome once again, Hitchhikers, as we continue to celebrate This as Halloween Month here on the Highway, where we are reviewing all 11 installments of the Halloween franchise in six weekly episodes for the month of October. We began last Tuesday on the 1st with episode 20 that covered John Carpenter's Halloween from 1978 and Halloween 2 from 1981, and we'll finish up on Halloween Day with the latest entry in the series, Halloween from 2018, as well as a franchise overview for episode 25. This week, we continue our journey through all things Halloween with the infamous standalone installment, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch from 1982, for episode 21. First,
0: there was Halloween. Then the terror continued with Halloween 2. Now, Halloween 3, the night no one comes home. The world's going to change tonight, Doctor.
2: Halloween 3, Season
0: of the Witch. Happy Halloween.
2: it on. Sinister businessman Connell Cochran, owner of Silver Shamrock Novelties, has a diabolical scheme he's unleashing on Halloween night. Now it's up to lackluster father and husband, possible alcoholic Dr. Dan Chalice, and the ever-ambitious and attractive Ellie Grimbridge to foil Cochran's evil plans before it's too late. Will they succeed? Eh, probably. You called probably. Chalice lackluster? As a father and husband, I but everything—I kind of admire him. I mean, everything else—he's he <laughs> every—he's
3: what every man aspires <laughs> he, to. Yeah, be. he takes the road not <laughs> traveled. Yeah, he does, which I can appreciate. Sure, it's what they all want to be. You yeah. <laughs> know, fuck this, I'm out. <laughs> you
2: yeah. right. he does young. roll with a lot of freedom. Yeah, he sure does. Well, first and foremost, we here on the highway, we want to make sure that all the hitchhikers know right off the bat that this is a safe place for any and all Halloween 3 fans and apologists. (laughs) Now, we're not saying anyone that doesn't like or maybe even hates this installment aren't real horror fans. Far from it. Everyone is entitled to their opinion. Just know that you're wrong. (laughs) I agree. 100%. I mean, I I know that...
4: I know that it doesn't pertain to Michael Myers and everything, but it doesn't matter. You know, they had an original idea; they wanted to go, you know, kind of do
3: anthology I'm sick style. Of this Michael you know? Myers bullshit. You know, <laughs> he's not.
4: In Let's the movie. go on on something it. different, yep. and they still put him in a little bit. You know, right? <laughs> yeah,
2: you get a cameo. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's. I, I feel like this is an unfairly scrutinized, judged, and ridiculed installment, and. Uh, you know, yeah, it's not canon to the Michael Myers, Dr. Loomis, Laurie Strode's, you know, storyline, because, you know, you like It's the said, same universe, though, you know? Is it, though? <clears throat> I don't know if it is or not. I mean, because you really? see Michael Myers on television. He's a he's a fictitious character. He's a show. He's a movie. So is yeah, it saying that's setting us in, in our world, then, you know? Like, I would say it's just a different universe from the Halloween 1 and Halloween 2. Right on. Storyline. Well, if you want to think that far into it,
4: I mean, they had a different idea. You know, they just wanted to make different movies right. for every every year. You know, and right? They
2: they wanted to do basically uh, an anthology that was revolving around the holiday of Halloween, kind of a Tales yeah. from the Crypt style. And
3: you maybe know, they shouldn't have waited, you know, fifteen or twenty years to come out and say that. Maybe they should have announced it when they released this movie and said, "Look, here's what we're doing, you guys." You know. They didn't market it well. Yeah. people it wasn't well. Pre- people would have gotten on board with that. because right. I like you know? that idea. Now, they I might have too.
4: wanted, you know, more Michael Myers in the long run, and you might have gotten one, you know, down the road. You sure, know? we'll get but back to it. We could have yeah. had a bunch of different Halloweens, you know, if they had just stuck with the plan and told everybody, you know.
3: They've even said if this hadn't failed, well, that's what it, we would have got.
2: But it failed because it wasn't explained well, and it pissed right. off a lot of people. Yeah. It really did.
3: I like Michael Myers just as much as the next guy, but I mean, I, I wasn't
2: closed-minded to this idea. No, not at all. I I thought it was a pretty ambitious idea, and I, I, yeah, I'm with you. I like that. I mean, but I'm but I'm a fan of anthology style mm-hmm. storytelling, especially when it comes to horror or something that revolves around yeah. you know the fall, well, especially that, Halloween timeline. There's time. The
3: Star Wars movies took a side road, you know, a couple of years ago. Road <laughs> One. They sure did, and uh, you know everybody got on board with that. But you know they come out and said, you know, this isn't this is we're making more sequels to your beloved uh, Skywalker trilogy. It's just you know we're going to do a couple of these side stories, and that's cool. You know, if they'd have done that with Halloween, maybe that would have worked. You know? do, you,
2: do you think that Star Wars learned from Halloween? Uh, I doubt think so. <laughs> okay, I, don't think I just that. thought I'd ask.
3: The guys over at Disney, they go. It's in a different universe. Pretty yeah. good. Uh, Literally. <laughs> Galaxy.
2: <laughs> far, far away. Yeah. <laughs> but even though I don't like the synth score that we get from Halloween 2. Oh, jeez. Here we go again. Sh- shut up, King. You don't even know what yeah. I want to say. Okay. I totally dig it here in this movie. It works. It works. For Why me. does it
4: work? Is it because of the opening and it's all computerized and everything? I think so.
2: Is that what it does? I think we so. Because it? it's the. It's that you know, kind of what uh, Tommy Lee Wallace, who was who directed this, he kind of credited Deborah Hill for this idea. It was the the idea of witchcraft in the computer age. It works. It works in this movie. It totally okay. works for me. I hear you. So, oh, I love it. There okay. you go. I uh, appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, apology accepted. <laughs> Where did I apologize?
3: Yeah, exactly. All right. All right. It, I mean, it sounds like the outtakes from uh, Christine or Escape from New York, but you know, if they, well, John Carpenter, if those two movies bled together into a theme song, that would be
2: what you got here. But this shouldn't come as any surprise that uh, this film is included on Roger Ebert's most hated list. Sure, oh,
3: fuck him. I agree.
2: <laughs> I mean, like I, I can't said, stand Roger Ebert at this point. All the shit you brought up that he said, <laughs> especially his take on horror. It's just you, you could tell like he he just he doesn't get it. It's just not his cup of tea, and that's fine. But acknowledge that. Don't poo poo all over it just because you don't like it. Right here, yeah. You know, that's just my take on it. Whatever. Rest in peace, Roger Ebert. <laughs> <laughs> Are you glad he's, he's dead right Are you glad I don't, don't know I know one of them is <laughs> <laughs> Jesus you're uh, wishing uh, a <laughs> dead man that's not even dead yet maybe i not a fan of his opinions <laughs> except for Halloween 1 he liked it yeah movie. he did like Halloween 1 he really did you got one thing right So this installment, it takes place in Northern California, and it begins on October 23rd with Harry Grimbridge, who was played by Al Berry. He was Dr. Gruber in the opening of Stuart Gordon's Reanimator from 85. Uh, He's running away from this mysterious group of, they look like businessmen?
4: Businessmen slash
2: hitmen. Yeah, assassins. (laughs) Yeah, we find out. And uh, he ends up at a gas station and then he's admitted to a local hospital and he's under the care of our main character, Dr. Dan Chalice, played by the mustache himself, <laughs> Mr. Tom Atkins. That guy's the man. He is the fucking man. <laughs> Got to meet him finally at Horror Hound really. last year, and that was so cool. He he's, was, was one fantastic. of the best celebrities you'll ever meet. He's absolutely I mean, honestly, it's one of those he's one of those guys that I think that if he comes to another Horror Hound I'm probably going to get something else for him to sign. Absolutely, Absolutely. I'm the same.
3: Yeah, you know, because him and Kane Hodder were both that kind of experience for me. I was a two-time visitor of Kane. See, that's that's why. Yeah, they give you a memory that you're like, yeah, I'll go back to that guy.
2: Absolutely, I'll find something to. Well, I mean, there's, I mean, Jesus, I mean, there's plenty of things you can have Tom Atkins sign. Yeah, I mean, The Fog, Escape from New York, Night of the the Creeps, Night of the Creeps. I mean,
4: actually, when um, we were at Hound. I didn't even talk to him about Halloween 3 at all. I talked to him about um, Lethal Weapon.
3: Yeah. I'm <laughs> such a Halloween asshole, though. I'll be the guy that has him sign, like, everything Halloween of mine. Then, I've got a new printout that he can sign. <laughs>
2: right. and But here's the thing. You're not wrong huh? by doing that.
4: That's my favorite I mean, thing he's in. Yeah. We talked Lethal Weapon, but I got a Halloween 3 we VHS even talk...
2: sign. Yeah. You know, so. We talked a little Drive Angry, too. Oh, that's right. he's yeah, like, like that. He's like, oh, aim yeah. for their tires. You know? <clears throat> that was cool. That was... He's... God, yeah, he was he's such cool. a
4: cool dude, man. Yeah, he really was. And he gives my you face. your time. He he, he actually gives you some time. And he really does. Stuff, the chit chat.
2: Oh yeah, I mean, like he even said, like, oh no, you get over here, out of the way, because the light was in the wizard wanna give a bad. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's such a cool dude, man. Really was. Life
4: moves at his
2: own speed. He's man. like yep. that grandpa really, celebrity. Thing. He, he, is. Like, yeah. he really is. <clears throat> yep.
3: Now Ted White was kind of a mean grandpa. I oh, met and him at Horrorhound, and and he was kind of. You know, hushing my kids and <laughs> tell them to uh, get in line, you know. Well, I, mean, I, like, I would have been like, Yeah, it. listen to Ted. <laughs> I appreciated it, but at the same time, I was
2: like, You're kind of a grumpy old grandpa fella. <laughs> well, you're was a like fun 90. Guy. You
3: know,
1: <laughs> right.
2: so. I, yeah, he's all right by me. He didn't like Corey Feldman. He thought he was a little shithead on set, on part four. For that enough. See,
3: now that maybe kind of stems.
2: Maybe. Maybe.
3: Into what I'm saying Like yeah So maybe the reason like why, kids why He <laughs> came
2: down on your kids Is because of Corey Feldman
3: Yeah So, so it's Corey Feldman's
4: this, fault This little fucker Looks Thanks, like Corey, Corey Feldman God damn
3: <laughs> Kobe does kind of look like One of the Goonies oh.
4: yeah.
3: Poor guy Well yeah I guess he does <laughs> And he likes some candy bars
4: So we all know it's chunk Yeah <laughs> No but he's like Thinnered chunk, though, man. Yeah, because in I'm, because like, you, know, you know, keep him on
3: an appropriate diet, right? Uh, not fucking baby mm-hmm. roosting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he'd be into <laughs> if he wasn't diabetic.
4: <laughs> all right, we're talking, we're laughing at yeah, diabetes. Yeah, right. Let's hey, move on. It's diab- Wilfrid Brimley, fucking it's diabetes. 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 No, it's diabetes. Speaking, <laughs> we met Wilfrid Brimley. <laughs> you guys, see, I he wanted not say meet shit him. either. It yeah. <laughs> was all mean. He wasn't you know? nice, call. Matt's over here choking, <laughs> shaking his head. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. So who knew that the very brief news report about a missing stone from Stonehenge would be so relevant in this movie ah. during the gas station scene? Who thought that up?
4: <laughs> you know it's going to play in there some, somehow You know, later on in
2: the film. Who thought up Stonehenge? But I didn't pick up on it. Tommy Lee Wallace. For the first couple... Actually, not really Tommy Lee Wallace. No? Uh, He's got the credit, but the only reason why he got the credit... Basically, this was Nigel Neal's story. And he sued the producers to take his name (laughs) off the movie after he found out how violent it was. So he's uncredited as this. John Carpenter had one rewrite. And then Tommy Lee Wallace did a rewrite on top of John Carpenter's rewrite. and But... Tommy Lee Wallace kind of by default, and he even acknowledges this, like, yeah, I, you know, because, like, he'll get asked at conventions certain questions about the movie, and he, he's, he's like, said, I don't know.
4: Well, he said, I, I know he's like, it's, it's magic. magic, movie it's magic. magic,
2: yeah, that too, yeah. that's his
3: excuse I'm sorry, all the, time. The, the Stonehenge thing was stupid, I, and I honestly disqualified it from my uh, point of interest in the first well, few years I mean, until so somebody brought it
4: the, up. Uh, the Sam Hine, you know. Storyline, Salwin. You mean Salwin? Salwin, whatever. Hey, you know, he m- says. motherfucker! I he, went re- back to listened
3: <laughs> to Halloween Two when Doctor Loomis is in the uh, the sheriff's car, and he calls it Sam Hain. Right, right. I, Dr. I know. Loomis I said it, it's Sam I Hain. and
2: I said that. I even said like I'm disappointed. He know. said it wrong. I'm not because Dan he calls hey, it Salwin.
3: Donald Pleasance does Samhain. no wrong. Sam Hain. He says no I, wrong. <laughs>
2: Not you got are huh? you're, you're painting me into a corner, King. You're damn right I am. <laughs> it's Sam Hain It is Sam Hain America.
4: <laughs> the yeah. Lord and King have spoken.
2: Right. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just the mayor. What do I know? We're probably sir. gonna lose the le- next election anyways. Have you watched Jackie Brown yet? <clears throat> oh. And that's why. <laughs> Moving on. You the motherfucking silver shamrock song
3: Which is to the tune of It's almost time, kids.
2: <laughs> watch. Watch. Yeah. Yeah, but it's in the tune of the London Bridge has fallen down oh, no, jingle shit. because it's public domain. <laughs> public domain. Um by the end of this movie, and maybe this review, you're going to be singing, humming this song out loud in your head for days. Actually, go ahead and cue that, Dave. <laughs> you can't get enough of it. <laughs> well, apparently, <laughs> yeah, you can. Tommy Lee Wallace felt fit that 14 times was adequate for this movie. Yeah. 14 times, we hear it.
4: That's okay. Mm-hmm. I, I'm fine with it. My kids... During Halloween, you know, this is the beat that goes on in my house. Yeah. All the time. My little five year old just runs around, you know. <laughs> it's,
2: it's weird because it's annoying as shit. It's an earwig, but like, at the same time I enjoy it. Yeah. yeah.
4: If i can listen to it like if it's like uh just like background music and it's, you know, kinda like a low somber mm. that's okay, you know.
3: Okay, well, three minutes. Yeah, of it's I can get all some work get done. Tired of it. I can get some work done. You
2: know, <laughs> but Tommy Lee Wallace, the director, he was actually the voice of the announcer in the Silver Shamrock commercials. Yeah. He I guess sings John the song Carpenter too. Does he? Oh yeah, yeah that's right. They they
3: he sped sings it, up. it real slow, right. and they speed it up the right. chipmunk speed, so mm-hmm. it sounds better.
2: I guess John Carpenter thought that he had a great like game show voice. that sounded pretty obnoxious, and. Yep. Uh, yeah, it works. Yeah, but even though this movie has nothing to do with the first two Halloweens, we get a few alumni in this movie from those original movies. The first is is Dan Chalice's harpy of an ex-wife, Linda, played by Nancy Keys, who was Annie Brackett in Halloween. Nancy One. Loomis. Nancy I mean, Loomis. Well, yeah. both. Uh, don't
3: don't. It's Nancy Loomis. Okay. Yeah. All Nobody right. knows Nancy Keys. She's like a singer of. Pop songs
2: with a and she does look completely keys. different, you know. Yeah, well, same thing.
3: <laughs> Nancy same Loomis. Difference.
2: Nancy Loomis is who we're talking about here. Right. But she was Annie Brackett yep. in the original Halloween and for a very brief cameo when she was dead and she flinched while <laughs> she was getting covered well, she in She plays Halloween a
3: bitchy too. old you know, She's a heartbeat. Yes, I'm not she a fan. Does.
2: She was actually pregnant, and they, her, Tommy Lee Wallace, they were husband and wife. Yeah. So. I didn't know she was pregnant. Barely. Yeah. must have been. Yeah. So maybe she wasn't acting
3: too much. Maybe okay. she was just that moody. Yeah, maybe yeah. they filmed this right after her morning puke. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I'm going this in, guys.
4: <laughs> Tom Atkins, he comes in there not looking so hot either, you know? <laughs> right. I think
3: he's he got, he got
4: sick. Oh, yeah, pneumonia. Yeah, on, yeah right. that's right. I think this might have been one of those scenes. I'm not sure if <laughs> this is one of the scenes when he was sick, but... It could been, you know. Isn't
2: that isn't that the same scene where uh, she actually's like oh drinking and doctoring again? Right. And it's a great He's combination. Like, well, I'm just
4: fucking sick, really. <laughs> <laughs> I just got the pneumonia.
2: It goes on in this universe, you know. Doctors, drunken,
3: great. Yeah, <laughs> Doctor Mixter,
2: Doctor Chalice, and-
1: drinking and doctoring, great combination.
2: You know. But uh so we, we're at the hospital and the silver shamrock jingle is so powerful it brings Harry Grimbridge out of his catatonic state. The power is real, boys. Oh yeah. The power of the silver shamrock jingle is real. Clearly. I think this is a better hospital than Haddonfield Memorial. It's more lit up. Okay. Yeah, it's definitely more, it's well lit. I feel like it's a little earlier in the evening, a little earlier in the shift, maybe.
3: I don't know, not much. It's dark out. I mean,
4: fucking Chalice was drunk, so yeah, couldn't have been that. I (laughs) I get the picture he's drunk. Well, say I don't think
2: time, that doesn't matter to him. It's just whenever he feels like, you know what, I need a beer. (laughs) He's going to get a beer. Yeah. Even if it's doctor, breakfast time, doctor, it's breakfast. I don't care. I don't
4: care. Give me, a, give me your stack. Bloody Mary. Did yeah. I
2: stutter? <laughs> I could use a drink. You know. But you uh, know, smack I'm her ass Tom on Atkins, the way <laughs> I'm Tom Atkins, <Celebration, laughs> bitch. Celebration, <laughs> bitch. But when the uh, one assassin kills Harry Grimbridge in the hospital, that's a pretty unique and pretty graphic kill going in for the eye gouge and just kind of, I don't know, just like pulls out like the bridge of his nose Mm -hmm. or whatever. It looked pretty... It It was uh, good. Ruthless, yeah. I liked it. And then he follows it up where he just casually strolls right out and gets in the vehicle and just pours gasoline over him and the car explodes and you're just sitting there wondering what the fuck is going on right now? Where is Michael Myers? Where is (laughs) Dr. Loomis? And I really love how they just leave a smoldering car the next yeah, morning, they, just sitting there even, overnight. They didn't even
4: tape it off or anything. the no. It's right next to a couple <laughs> other cars and shit. And
2: so I don't know.
4: There's a few. We, we skipped over like the guy um, when he's running in the beginning of the movie. You know, he's around that trailer, and he's trying to hide. Yeah. The worst spot to hide in a lit porch. You know. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's true. He's ducked down over one single I mean, rail line. You know what I mean? I mean, Honestly.
2: this movie has its flaws. <laughs> it does
3: have it has its flaws. Sure. Oh, here we go with flaws. But it, they're kind of fun I mean, flaws, you know. I like where he pulls the, the chalk out from under the car and the, the car rolls into him. Yeah. And the guy just, like, arches his back, oh. and he's dead, <laughs> and he slumps over. It's like, uh you just kind of crushed his shoulders and maybe a little bit of his Might have broke his hip. Yeah, he could have broke a rib or two there, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. But he's a robot. Robots break down pretty easy, I guess. Right. Unless it's
2: Terminator. Right. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so we fast forward a couple days to uh, Dan just chilling at the local pub, having a brew and a smoke, and apparently watching the original Halloween when uh, Ellie Grimbridge, who is Harry's daughter, played by the very attractive Stacy Nelkin, she approaches him, and... This begins their investigative journey into Santa Mira to the Silver Shamrock Novelties factory, which was actually a milk factory in real life,
4: yeah.
2: uh, to find out exactly who killed her father.
4: Hmm. Yeah. So employ the good doctor.
2: Yes. Yeah. Right.
4: Stupid. So just <laughs> the lives, man lives,
2: yeah, just <laughs> lives man for the moment. War. Well, she came on to him. But okay. he wasn't exactly and that's he, what
3: he would say. <laughs>
2: She came on to me <laughs> with well, a mustache like this. Why wouldn't she? Can I you can't blame her? It. I that can't is, fucking help it. That is a right and
3: proper mustache.
2: <laughs> My charisma's at a fucking t- <laughs> eleven, <laughs> just maxed out. But the. Uh, the location where Chalice called his ex-wife on the payphone, that was also featured in Halloween 2 from 1981 when the character Darcy is trying to get Nurse Karen to keep her promise to take her home before she goes to work. Yeah. Before we get the uh, boombox. That's the same boy. location? Yep. Alright, cool. Yep. I does did not know, know that. And Santa Mira is also the same location of the Invasion of, of the Body Snatchers from 1956, yeah. which is... Honestly, it's kind of referenced a couple times, especially with the ending. And the fog. Yep, and the fog. Yep. But upon Chalice's and Ellie Grimbridge's arrival to Santa Mira, we're introduced to a very sketchy community that doesn't appear to take too well to outsiders, as well as a motley crew of characters. We get Rafferty, who is the gas station motel proprietor, (laughs) the obnoxious Cupfer family, Buddy, Betty, and Little Buddy, and businesswoman Marge Gutman, who was Garn Stevens. This movie's Marge Marge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Marge Marge sent you. But uh, that was actually uh, Garn Stevens, who played Marge Gutman. Uh, that's, at the time, that was Tom Atkinson's wife. So it's kind of interesting when she was having her death scene. Like, he right. was getting it on with Stacy getting in this other room. Yeah, it's kind of weird.
4: <laughs> that's why she went to bed all pissy and stuff, you know. She was all... Right. She's all Putting her book down and yeah,
2: you know. yep. All right, that makes sense. But to <laughs> quote Dan Chalice "This place is a zoo." It is a damn zoo. But Rafferty's That's gas station, shit flying around everywhere. Oh, yeah. right? Rafferty's gas station was the same one that was used in John Carpenter's The Fog. Yeah. There's actually a couple uh, That's play, uh, scenes that were uh, filmed in this that were in other John Carpenter and uh, Halloween movies. But, uh, Not
3: to get too far into the future, but Nightmare Cinema has a segment in it where they use the church from the. Oh, really? Well, that's cool. Same church that was in the fog. And nice. They showed it in this.
2: That's cool. I really like how Ellie is really ready to start snooping around, but Chalice is like, whoa, hold up now. <laughs> I'm ready for a drink. Even though it's still daylight, <laughs> it's getting late, and I need a drink.
4: It probably only took him, I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> It probably only took them like an hour to get there, you know, from where they were at. Uh, it's ridiculous. You yep. know, hey, hold on. we're done for today.
2: Right. That's enough work, you know, because I really think these clothes should be able to hold out for another day or so. Let's get a drink. Hey. <laughs> You're looking pretty fine right now,
3: but one drink and you'll look even finer.
4: <clears throat> I just, yes, just
3: got to figure out where I'm going to sleep
2: tonight. <laughs> oh, and then Ellie asked him, Well, where do you want to sleep? What I'm Dr. saying it. That just, is a very dumb question, <laughs> Miss You Goddamn, know where I want to sleep. I shall think about this for a minute. Tom Atkins is a smooth pimple. Love. <laughs> I need a drink and to figure out where my bed's gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> he's like offering to go yeah. sleep in the car. Like, like you're really going to go yeah. fucking sleep in the car? Are you kidding me? Jesus, he's playing, he's playing games. They're supposed to be on the playing. <laughs>
4: He's a a method actor.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The uh, curfew announcer in Santa Mira, that's actually Jamie Lee Curtis. Yes. So that's our second Halloween 1 and Halloween 2 alumni. So Dan's heading back from buying liquor, (laughs) and he runs into Starker, who is played by Jonathan Terry, and he's this out-of-work bum, basically, that gives Chalice some more insight to what's really going on around Santa Mira. And, yeah, uh, for a pr- relatively
4: decent price. A swig yeah. and, uh, a, and a dollar. Yeah. It's not
2: bad. And, uh,
4: it costs
3: him his life. but Well, him?
4: <laughs> <laughs> not for fucking Chalice. No. That's a good deal. Right. Obtain information for a dollar and a swig?
2: Right, and then he also <laughs> divulges his plans to burn the factory down.
4: <laughs> hey man, calm, calm down, man.
2: <laughs> but I never really thought about it till, uh this rewatch... I guess you could say Starker's or harbinger of doom here. Yeah, I guess yeah. you could. Yeah. These are crazy Ralph. Yeah, I was going to say, crazy Ralph. Yeah. But uh, he get like you said, he gets a pretty brutal death at the hands of an assassin, which was played by Dick Warlock, who was Michael Myers in Halloween 2. And uh, he just pulls his head off. It's awesome. It's pretty
4: cool. I wish they would have... Um once the head pops off and then all that blood comes gushing out of the top of his head, you know, around the neck area, it'd been cool if, like, some bl- some of the blood had splashed up onto Dick Warlock's face, because like a well, because they had they were shooting it like from under, you know, and, and the light was really projected on his face. It would have just looked really bad because he's saying. got like a white complexion anyway, right? You know, yeah. it would have looked really sick, you know, if it had been like, you know, right over his face and shit. All right, yeah. Adds a little bit more to that movie, you know? Oh, wow. Could have
3: cost a little bit. Could have cost that much. A couple dollars here. All right, dude.
4: You know? It was a missed opportunity. <laughs> still been under budget.
2: <laughs> we almost get a naked Ellie Grimbridge getting out of the shower. Uh, Automatic half star hey. boost for my rating if it would have happened.
4: Hey, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, when I was younger, it was, was pretty sweet.
2: It was good enough. It was good enough for me. Not as a 39 year old. No, man. of course.
3: Not. <laughs> no. That's where I'm at with Rachel from Halloween Five. But we'll
2: get to that. Later. Uh, we'll get to that. Later. I hear you. I know what you're talking about. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So while Ellie and Chalice are getting it on in the next room, Marge Gutman is messing around with one of the, uh, I guess the decals from one of the silver Shamrock masks, and uh, she has a little accident. Oh yeah.
4: Just a little bit of accident. What was she doing? Why was she using a bobby pin to mess around with electronics and shit? I don't know. You're just diddling with the, the mask. It's Curi- not very. Curiosity well, killed the Well, it gunman. was the back of the. Um... Yeah. Because it broke,
2: you know? Right. It's pretty sweet makeup, really. And I guess that was oh, just fantastic. a. fantastic. It was just a mask, basically. And I guess more. Uh, we got uh, lasers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got
4: lasers. We got laser beams in Halloween now. This is great. I mean, at that point, I was. So-
2: Won me over. You know? Well, sure. And again, you're still wondering, like, what the fuck? What Where's are we Michael doing Myers?
4: Here? He was just on for a second. Right,
2: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, He'll be uh... here, I'm sure. <laughs> He's coming in late. <laughs> but Garn Stevens, uh, she refused to do the prosthetic. So somebody else had to step in for that scene where... She's reaching up with her mouth all like blasted open, and then the bugs and stuff. And I, I gotta ask: so the bugs? What? Why bugs? Why? I don't. It's magic. Is it? It's magic. <laughs> In the words of Tommy Lee Wallace. No, it's I magic. mean,
4: I guess it's just you know creepy, well, weird. I mean, it's almost like plague kind of style, okay. you know. All right. I guess.
2: I never thought With of that.
4: the with the um, the ritual, you know, of Sam Hain. And all that, you know, the circular sacrificial, all that shit. Um, okay. I, I mean, that's how I interpret it, I guess. With the power of Stonehenge, it seems biblical.
2: The power of Stonehenge compels you. Yeah, something like that. I don't
3: know about that Stonehenge. <laughs> I don't know where that fits into this. I just, it's the thing that stands out to me as being why it's Cochran's goal, man.
4: Okay. He needs the power of Stonehenge. Just a small pebble is <laughs> yep. enough to power it. I not right, Shoot laser beams out of their fucking heads. <laughs> Why not, not head. the fucking fucking laser beams on their
2: freaking heads? <laughs>
4: yeah. And make it blast into them and fucking make bugs. <laughs> and
2: snakes. And snakes. And cicadas, apparently. <laughs> But we finally get to meet the well-regarded and legendary Connell Cochran, played yes. by Dan O'Herlihy, who was the old man from RoboCop One and Two. When the orderlies are taking away Marge Gutman's body to the Mask Factory to get the best care at the most marvelous facility for treatment as a patient of Connell Cochran's. Yeah, give me seems legit. Not yeah, dead. that checks out. <laughs> Even even though there's a doctor on the scene. Even, yeah, <laughs> even though Drunken Chalice is who he is, he even recognizes this is kind of messed up. He's also like, I'm off duty. <laughs>
3: yeah. Go ahead. I'm, I'm going just going to go lay it this, twice. I'm, I'm going to get this trim for a third time. Right. Just, we'll get to this in the morning.
2: Everybody good? Good? <laughs> All right. Morning it is. I need a drink. I could use a drink. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But I want to ask you guys, and this is actually something I've kind of stumbled upon with this recent rewatch, and I never really considered this, because me personally, it never crossed my mind, but in your guys' mind, is Conal Cochran human, or is he otherworldly or supernatural? Okay, well... This point in the movie, we don't really think any different, right? I understand that, but just you know, for the movie as a whole, like, I mean, because obviously we're on spoilers here, yeah. I, I, what, how do you interpret him as a character, human, non human? I
4: have a like a conspiracy theory about all this. Um, Ooh, this is juicy. I think he's, I don't know. I think he's, like, a damn Nazi or something, you know? I think he's human. I think he could have been, like, from, like, the Nazi division of, you know, Hitler wanting to know about mystical things and, you know... From the Celtic lore? Kind of. You know? Why not?
2: <clears throat> that is interesting.
4: You know? And that that's a way to summon up the power and shit and, you know...
2: That is interesting. I, I can legitimately say I have never heard I've anything never, like yeah, that. I, I've, that it's is my own little theory. Wow, that's how I kind of thought of Cochrane, you know. You got me s- yeah. gave me something to chew on there. I got a Huh,
4: Cochran. Colonel Cochrane. Colonel Cochrane. What do you think? <laughs> Interesting, Kane.
3: What do you think? I don't know. Well, if he's think human, you, and, you know, that brings up the question Was Ellie human the entire time, too? I mean, well, she uh, was, uh, she how, was human. How does she turn robot? We'll get to that here in a second. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs>
2: i we'll say yeah. Once us get a, there, that's a question. Expose I Expose that host. to me, please. I yeah. will. I,
4: I've got an answer, dude. We're I love there. this movie. I'm but okay, but there.
2: what is King? Uh, your interpretation of Conal Cochran. What did you take him as, well, I or took what has?
3: As a human, just evil. You know, he's out to, for some reason,
2: you know, kill you, all the children in the world on Halloween night. And that's how I've always taken him. I not for any moment until I stumbled upon this did I ever consider him to be anything other. than... Than just a human being, that is just evil as shit. Yeah. But I thought that was an interesting thought process because I never, I never thought of that before. And then you with your possible well, Nazi maybe, tie-in, you know, maybe that's, that's he interesting. Got, maybe he
4: got some information about you know the festival of Samhain, you know the the big sacrifice that needs to happen on that night, and maybe something really badass happens whenever all the kids get killed. You know, but. Obviously, his plans are thwarted, but, you know, he that's,
3: that's just what I thought, you know. During his death, you know, that's when you kind of determine, well, maybe he's something different, you know. Right. Possibly. But until that, I wouldn't think
2: anything different.
4: Well, we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves I on this, you know. But, okay, uh, yeah.
2: But, okay, so moving on, we'll, we'll get back, we'll come back to that a little bit later, but while we're in Santa Mira, <laughs> Chalice, he's been in contact over the phone with a colleague that is working on the autopsy of the assassin that killed Harry Grimbridge, and along with what he and Ellie are discovering in Santa Mira, he has this info helping them connect the dots to our mystery of what's going on exactly. And uh, even this colleague, she gets a pretty brutal death by the drill because all the phones in Santa Mira are tapped. Yep. By uh, Cochrane. Oh, yeah. So you don't have... really get to see it, but you know it's implied and it's effective.
4: Yeah. He's got surveillance. Yeah. Locked down there, man. Big Brother is watching for sure. And you know, she wanted a piece of Chalice. You know. <laughs>
2: Another it? chick who did. <laughs> yeah, Phantom Man. I'm saying, man, he's a smooth pimp of love. <laughs> but we're at the, uh, we run in, where Chalice and Ellie, they run into the Cupfer family at the factory and they wind up getting a behind the scenes guided tour in the process. And I like that we actually get to see, we get the scene where we get to see the masks. Actually being made, which yeah, I guess from what strange. I understand, that's that was actually at Don Post Studios, mm-hmm. like legit them making the masks. I, I that's really cool. I thought that was a nice oh, yeah. little touch. I'd that, love to have one of those originals. That's so <sighs> freaking sweet. Yeah, They're probably no all doubt. rotted
3: by now. <clears throat> you think? Yeah, because yeah. Don Post masks weren't made to last. You know, test of time. That oh, sucks. really?
2: Okay. Yeah, no.
3: But.
4: uh, as uh, I like the witches, you know, because of that velvet, you
3: know, um, the hood, the purple the hood. The witch and thing. the skull. It's really sweet, man. The witch and the skull were the two actually don't post-made masks, and the the pumpkin was added. That's right. For sure. For I the movie, that. they came Pumpkin's up with the weakest. That. weakest yeah. Mask they a for third sure.
2: mask. All right. Since we're on well, it, I don't know if it's the weakest mask. I think it is. Mm, okay. So your favorite's the witch. Yeah. Lord, yep. what about you, King? What's your favorite? Ooh. I appreciate all three uh, I sure. kind of like the pumpkin I'm, I'm a little favorable to it Really? The, the skull is pretty cool That's and weird I can, All of us have a different one
4: I, I like right. the skull
2: And I think it's because That's the one that Gets put on chalice It know? is
4: creepy as shit Yeah, you know? yeah.
2: We got that cool uh, Cosplay photo With the three of us Yeah Yes like That like oh, yeah. guy was Totally committed to the Dude uh, that That, that is role, one of my Favorite sure. pictures man That yeah. is so awesome <clears throat> That was so cool <laughs> Yeah, it isn't true. All, on the, on the Facebook All page. different. But as uh Chalice and Ellie they're leaving, she discovers her dad's car at the factory, which draws a shitload of unwanted attention to themselves, and yeah. uh eventually leads to her abduction from the motel by uh some silver shamrock assassins going back to the factory with Chalice in pursuit.
4: He's coming for
2: her. Yep. There's a lot of creeping around from him where he's yeah. kind of like snooping and, you know, there's a lot of that.
4: Yeah, but he's not hiding anywhere, man. You know? They know where Chalice he is. Knows exactly, they know he's coming. Or, you know, they know um, he's coming. Sorry. Um,
2: Cochran knows exactly where he's at. Right. Yep. Because, um. Yeah, buddy. So once he, you know, Chalice gets inside, I'm going to tell you, that knitting robot that he encounters as soon as he gets in, dude, that is creepy as shit. Yeah. Bree's talking to it and it's just weird, it's weird. The music really helps that scene in my opinion.
4: There's nothing really, you know scary about it. Nothing. It's just, it's just weird. Yeah.
2: It's just you could tell there's something not right. Right. Just a toy. Yep. <clears throat> yep. But uh Chalice he ends up getting into a fight with uh Dick Warlock, assassin and yep were finally able to kind of connect the dots that these businessmen they're they're actually robots and apparently they run on thick orange juice, I guess.
4: <laughs> it looked like um like um, you remember Slimer, that Slimer drink from back in the
2: day? The ecto cooler. Yeah <laughs> from Ice like that shit. <laughs> it actually was orange juice. Was it? Uh, yeah. I'm guessing probably from concentrate I would guess because you could tell it was yeah, but thick. It had it could have mm-hmm. been
4: tang. I don't know. Well, they just put, like, food coloring in (laughs) it or something to make
2: it, like, a greenish color? All I saw, it just said it was orange juice. Right on. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Possibly, though. Yeah. In true old-school villain fashion, Connell Cochran begins to reveal his sinister plot to kill every child wearing a silver shamrock mask on Halloween night at 9 p.m. while watching the same commercial we've seen and heard multiple times throughout this movie. Go ahead and cue that again, Dave. Jeez.
1: Come on,
0: come on, come on. What's the matter? Don't you have any Halloween spirit?
3: No. <laughs> Never gets old. <laughs> I might tell you one more time.
4: <laughs>
3: what do we need to play, 14 times? No, at
4: least five, though. All right. <laughs> <laughs>
2: We even get a sample size demonstration with the cup for family. That is a crazy ass scene, and it's chilling. Like it's creepy because once again, you're trying to figure out like what the fuck is going on in this. Where movie? is Michael
4: Myers?
2: Like? <laughs> <laughs> I don't
4: understand.
3: Chellis <laughs> just killed Michael Myers out in the scene before this. Oh my god, <laughs> Nick Warlock. I mean, yeah, probably. yeah, I guess, yeah. And anybody that says Michael Myers is in this movie, right there, you're you're wrong. True. He's actually, you know, acting in this movie, <laughs> just without the mask. I mean, yeah, this is one of the goriest scenes ever made. I think. I mean, it's graphic. you've got a child death, which on its own That's is gory, taboo. But, yeah. But it's not only just you know a child death; it's a grotesque, visceral, yeah, the, scene. Uh... And but the sloshiness of the mask—it's like everything, deteriorating. You know? Oh right? yeah, and they did that perfectly. It was good. Now in the book, I did read the book. Oh okay. This scene isn't—I mean, this is the only scene that maybe qualifies as having some slight differences, but it's—it's it's not significant. I mean, they just uh, extend the amount of bugs and spiders and snakes coming out of the mask, like a mm-hmm. whole, like a hand-sized spider comes out first and starts striking the mother as she's trying to help him. Uh, And it's, you know... Okay. That's pretty sweet. It's killing her. I mean, it's it's a huge spider, and then, you know... What gets the the dad? The snake. The snake? Yeah, and it's like a black snake with, you know, long fangs is the way it's described in the book, where it's like a copperhead or something in the movie, but... It was That's like a neat. rattle... Yeah, it was a rattle He's not even some trying to help Little Buddy in the movie, I don't think, really. Is no, he's he, trying to escape. He's just trying to get the fuck out of there. <laughs> well, but, I was going to say,
2: in the movie, I, neither one of them really did. They yeah, were just like, In the book, oh, they're,
3: no. they're trying to turn him over and see what's going on and help him. And, yeah, that doesn't mm-hmm. work out for him. But, I mean, the way the uh, book describes it, Little Buddy's eyes turn glowing red and the mask just keeps deteriorating away from his face, and his face is almost like this black void. Uh, like, it's almost... It, it even describes it as being, like, interdimensional-looking. Like, like it looks like a, a portal to another dimension where all these... Dude, uh, that's fucking awesome. Creatures that are escaping. Blacked out, <laughs> man. Yeah, it, it goes into that a little bit more in depth, but, I mean, I felt like the movie did an effective enough job of Recreating
2: that <laughs> for, for, yeah. for little buddy for the mom and dad, I you, they kind of leave you like, what happened to them really? Like the mom almost looked like she just kind of fainted.
4: Yeah. In I a think way. I think the um, the music was like impairing to like their equilibrium or something like that, and started messing with them and shit. Hmm. Never thought maybe they, like you know, maybe the fucking noise of the commercial. Hmm. If you aren't wearing the mask, it just like impairs you. I never thought of that. I mean, maybe. You know, that's the only thing I can think of. Man, you're and then, just... And then the, then the bugs would, you know, attack afterwards sure. while they're down. Dude, I love this movie, man. Dude, you're, you're bringing like, some stuff sure. I yeah, have man.
2: never considered before that's really, like... That's how I thought of it. Was. Dude, that's awesome. To me, this scene is effective enough on film.
3: Again, I agree. Again, the book just adds a little bit more of an explanation to yeah. how the parents die.
2: But, yeah, I don't think it's... So,
3: too necessary.
2: so this novelization—it was uh, published in '82 by science fiction writer Dennis Etchison under the pseudonym Jack Martin—and even though the movie just totally bombed, the book became a bestseller and was even reissued two years later in '84. I don't really? get it. I don't get it. Huh. Yeah, that's weird. The the book is spot
3: on to the movie. I, um, I even went to like, Google to see after reading it, I'm like, What is the differences? you know, so I'm I'm curious what someone else thought the differences were. Hmm. And and I go to Google and I think Wikipedia came up with a result that said the difference between the book and the movie is the book is portrayed through Doctor Chalice's eyes. And I'm like, to me Well that's how the movie is that's how um, I felt the movie was. Uh, yeah, for sure. Well, so I was like that's, that's not who a difference you connect with yeah. the most. I feel like this is being portrayed through Chalice's eyes, I mean I do have maybe a... Maybe not as directly, but it's mostly... Oh, fuck, you're following him the entire movie. Yeah. Right. <laughs> he's the protagonist.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, I have a little interesting little personal story about the, the novelization. When I was, I would say, probably maybe seven or eight, when I lived in Texas, went to a library with my mom, and again, being the curious kid with, you know, things that looked frightening or scary... I stumbled upon the novelization of Halloween three, and it was the original cover and everything. And I asked him, I was like, "Can I check this out?" You know, and I don't ever really remember reading anything specific, but I do remember Connell Cochran's name. And I remember for the first time when I the first Halloween movie I watched, as you guys know, was Halloween two. When I stayed up uh, on a Saturday night on watching USA Network. I kept referring to Loomis as Cochran. Right on. And in the Ben Tramer scene, where you know it gets all tense and you think it's him, I remember saying at that moment, like, "Get him, Cochran."
4: And and H two. Yeah. Right on. <laughs> yeah.
2: Because I just you know, like I said, I was a young kid. I mean, right, I didn't pull right. <laughs> Man. Right. But just yeah, there's that. Donald Pozin's probably rolling over in his grave. I. Yeah. <sighs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> he can't believe that shit, man. <laughs> he was just mad they didn't call him for this movie, right? You think? Do you think Loomis could have played a good? Um, or, uh, yeah, Donald Pleasance could he have played a good Colin Cochran? Oh yeah.
2: Yes. Yeah. 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 No I, doubt I, I, agree. Mind. I agree. But I'm. It wouldn't glad have made with sense this, with the role. You oh know, no, I'm, Dan Aykroyd really was it. great. He was you know, really great. Deborah nice. Hill.
4: She knows how to cast. I don't know. I know she definitely casted Tom Atkins. For sure. Yeah, like basically, Chalice was yeah.
2: form-fitted for him.
4: But I wonder, if she had a lot of say for. And I guess Coughlin. Stacey
2: Nelkin for uh, Ellie. She, I mean, her audition, like on the spot, like they yeah. gave her, they gave her the part. So, yeah, I agree. Deborah Hill has an eye for talent. That's yeah. absolutely, I agree with that.
0: Enjoy the horror fun, Doctor, and don't forget to watch the big giveaway afterwards. Why, Cochrane? Why? Do I need a reason? Mr. Cupfer was right, you know. I do love a good joke, and this is the best ever. A joke on the children. But there's a better reason. You don't really know much about Halloween. You thought no further than the strange custom of having your children wear masks and go out begging for candy. It was the start of the year in our old Celtic lands, and we'd be waiting in our houses of wattles and clay. The barriers would be down, you see, between the real and the unreal. And the dead might be looking in to sit by our fires of turf. Halloween, the festival of Samhain. The last great one took place 3,000 years ago when the hills ran wrecked with the blood of animals and children. Sacrifices. Part of our world. Our craft. Witchcraft? To us, it was a way of controlling our environment. It's not so different now. It's time again. In the end, we don't decide these things, you know. The planets do
2: I like that Cochrane doesn't really cite a reason for why he's doing what he is doing in response to Chalice's question. Um, we don't decide these things. Right. The planets do.
4: Again, going back to the you know Nazi theory of mine, you know, that's a lot of shit that Hitler believed in you know yeah he stuff, was big you know? into the occult yeah, yeah for sure So that's, true. that's how I kind of seen it you know dude that is gives such him, a gives head. him the financing you know and everything the backing for it and shit and I, now I understand it's the 80s you know it's 80 81 right something like that 82 82 came out. right so yeah it takes place in present day so 82 but I mean you know he was probably I'd say he's in his 70s for sure in this movie you know, Cochran is sure, yeah. so that would put him about 30, you know, for when the war was going on and stuff, you know, in his 30s. Oh, yeah, I agree with you. you know, that, definitely, that this is not a you know,
2: that in that regard, it's not far, right, dude. That's, an, it, that's a fascinating yeah, you've, take, you've dude. You
3: forced us to take a different thought process on this. So, I mean, yeah, good, good observation. What, what this is all about,
4: I mean, do I hope and I hope you, you know, listeners are, you know, what do you guys think about this? You know, mm-hmm. you believe. Do you believe?
3: Yeah, comment it in. I mean, yeah, let us know.
2: Yeah, I mean, honestly, at this point, I mean, it's like darn, I gotta watch Halloween three again with this <laughs> new aspect. Of I mean, he never mentioned He never. No, it's not it at all. Like but that, but it, no, it's I not mean, that's a that's an interesting take, dude. Far fetched at all. I feel like this was pretty cool of Cochran. He at least he lets Chalice watch Halloween. <laughs> it was awesome.
3: It's Just the trailer. It's no, no. Oh, I was watching right. the he's movie. Playing, he's playing the trailer in the in, in the, the
4: bar, bar. Right. No, the movie was on. Yeah,
2: you're right. But thinking in line with you know last requests, what would be the movie you would pick if you were on your deathbed? What do you got, Lord?
4: Oh my God. Give me a second to think about that.
2: What do you got, King? Well,
3: I'd try to pick something long, so it, you know, <laughs> draw, draw you know, my drag it oh, out man. Now, more. now I got it, but I'm not going to gonna sit too gone with the wind again. So, man, so if it's I okay, something if, terrifying. if I were to
4: go, no, no, oh, if I were okay. to go to something like super long and shit, I'd probably go with a uh, Once Upon a Time in America. Oh,
1: okay. It's at
4: least four hours and fifteen minutes long. It's got Robert De Niro, James Woods, William Forsyth Joe Pesci, Burt Young, it, oh, yeah. it's got a great uh fuck um Treat Williams, it's got all kinds oh, wow. of great actors yeah. in it and shit. It's a slow but it's movie, oh though, Jennifer Connelly when she's like, it is yeah. a very slow movie. But is it pre-phenomena? Dude, it
2: might
3: give you time to escape.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it might. you might buy yourself some time. Now, what is it, dude? Uh, was was uh, Jennifer Connelly? Was this pre-phenomena? The Dario Argento yes, yes oh, okay. yeah. oh wow she's, so she was really young she
4: was young she's like I think she was 11, 12 something like that oh
2: okay maybe uh-huh. cool
4: so yeah yeah I picked Once Upon a Time in America okay check it out guys it's great if you like a old school prohibition mobster kind of movie but yeah. super super slow
3: check it out
2: <laughs> sounds like my kind of movie nope, check it out man it's you in my. Queue. Would, I think you would dig it's it. in my queue. Okay. Yeah,
3: I think I might have to go with the airplane. <laughs> <laughs> Big change. <laughs> Stop calling me Shirley. I need some laughs. I going hear you.
2: Out. I mean that movie is timeless to me. For me, oh, it's a coin flip between Halloween '78 and Jaws.
4: I hear yeah. you. It's a coin I would flip. only watch Once Upon a Time in America if, if for the sheer fact of if Just I was trying to time. escape. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. as a favorite <laughs> movie though, same with well, ah, yeah. uh, I don't know, man. It might be a Quentin movie. It might be Scarface actually, or mm-hmm. The Godfather, something like that. You know, maybe Scarface. I take Scarface. Scarface for sure. Oh, no, you know, Scarface that's definitely the If I'm
3: going with favorite movie, I'd have to say Back to the Future Three,
2: but you know, I'm dude, just, and that's so. Interesting. I just had to say something funny with an airplane because Back to the Future Three is my least favorite. Wow, it is. It really is. I mean, I I, I can't. I mean, judge. I like I, can't rate. I can them. rate them, but there. I mean, as a trilogy, it's it's awesome.
3: I have Christopher Lloyd's autograph on my Back to the Future Three I know. drawing. I took a picture of says, him
2: signing it.
3: <laughs> your future is whatever you make it to make it a good one. That's awesome. And that's a that's
2: a line that sticks out to me in movie history. That's awesome. So cool. So, Chalice, he ends up freeing himself. Uh, the mask toss, that was over 40 takes, I guess.
4: <laughs>
2: uh, no, it
3: wasn't. It was one. <laughs>
2: yeah, because the it's mustache. Awesome. Dude, the stache is, just, just, you know. That's yeah. how it is. I can Perfect. see
3: him cussing every time, too. He misses. God damn it. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> fucking,
2: one more time, one more time. I need a drink.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: I don't know if these clothes are going to hold out much longer. I've got pneumonia for God's sake Uh. (laughs) Oh boy But uh, he escapes the room That he's locked in And he Along his way through the labyrinth That is Silver Shamrock Novelties He tries to call his ex-wife To warn her I'm not drunk. I swear to God. <laughs> I haven't <laughs> been sleeping with anyone else. I swear to God. He could have done a way better job of explaining it, where he didn't come off like a complete fucking nut job. All right, I'm just Dude, saying. Dude, he's, he's fucking frantic.
4: He's running around. He doesn't know. Mm. Does not he's know like, where sh- to go. Shut up. Shut up. Just, it's, just listen. The it's, masks. <laughs> just get him away from the children,
2: please. No, I'm not, not drunk. drunk. <laughs> Fun. But, but I walk- admit I get a kick out of this. It scene, is it's so funny, and dude. I it's allow cool. it because it's fucking Tom Atkins. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> so Chalice ends up finding Ellie, and they sneak around quietly, and they end up sabotaging Cochran's whole operation in the factory, killing a shitload of the assassin assassins, the workers, and Connell Cochran himself. It's awesome, you know, you just steal a bunch of tags and. Yep, right when it's well, he queued it, I guess. You know, he
4: queued it yep. up and everything. And a little payback, laser beams shooting yeah. everywhere, and and here I, I had a little qualms with this, you know. Out of all of those little tags, you know, with the lasers, I cannot believe none of them shot up near where um, Chalice is at. You know,
2: it's it's amazing stash power, right? I guess so. Stash shield. Engage. Stash shield. <laughs> <laughs> that was a and, deleted scene, by the way. Carl Cochran <laughs>
4: is just standing there, you know, and all the the laser beams are shooting right past him and everything. I don't know. It's highly unlikely.
2: Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so that brings me to the my my question here is so what exactly happened to okay. Cochrane?
4: Okay, so here it is. My theory with this is you know, he mentioned the sacrificial circle for Sam Hain. The computers are lined up in a circle right there. Yeah. And, you know, you had, is it was at 9 o'clock? You know, everything went on cue. You know, obviously not enough, you know, kids didn't get, or, Souls. Well, no, no, no. Well, well this isn't kid, 9 o'clock this yet. This isn't 9 is o'clock it? yet, actually. Yeah. <laughs> you no, know, yeah, Chalice had just flipped on and, you know, rigged right, it up and everything.
2: Right. the. the tags.
4: So, you know, maybe that was just enough, you know? It was a perfect circle. You know, the power of Stonehenge was right there. You know, a big sacrifice had just happened. There was one survivor right in the middle of it all, you know? Were those
2: workers human, though? No. No. no, I don't think so. So, how was it... There's not sacrifices, then. Magic. (laughs) There you go. There you go. Magic. You
4: can't think of it
2: too much, man. You know what I mean?
3: With with this movie, you can't. Right, you can't. His face looks so prosthetic. You're like it doesn't even look like.
4: It looked like he was being like crystallized at first, or something like that. Like he was turning like into like a pillar of salt, or salt, or something. Mm -hmm. And then he just you know dissipates.
2: Did he? uh, I mean, was he absorbed into the stone? Maybe.
4: I think it went you know with the planetary alignments and all that stuff, and you know I. Oh, I think he went toward the sacrifice of Sam Samhain. You know, hmm. I really do.
2: Interesting.
3: I had nothing on that.
2: <laughs> we got nothing. Really, far-fetched. King didn't dive that deep. It's just it, so we're, what. We're he, just, he just
4: got killed, or
2: what? Well, yeah, he's okay. gone. Right on. The evil Talk is gone. out. <laughs> out.
3: The evil is gone from here. Yeah. Oh, all right, all right. He
2: opted out. Okay. Okay. So we get a cool twist when Chalice and Ellie they are fleeing from Silver Shamrock uh, factory.
4: He's probably thinking, hey, you before know, we I'm get, get a far. drink. In the oh, room. okay.
3: In the book, they this isn't really significant to me, but she's she's acting weird in that scene where they're up in the rafters. Yeah, she is. You in in the movie, she is too? Yeah. Well, she's not saying daddy. She doesn't, doesn't, say, she doesn't anything. say anything. Yeah, when well, the That's book, she's saying daddy, daddy to Cochrane. Like and that kind of that
4: kind of gives it away a little bit. Yeah, uh.
3: it, it it was kind of a little bit of a okay. That makes more sense maybe. Okay, into what we're coming to. Right. Okay. Uh, she's she's just different. She's out there and she's she's acting whack and and then. Yeah, when know. he
4: rescues her, you
2: know, you can she tell she's s-
4: off. You know, she's all yeah. wrong. Well, but
2: here's know? the thing. You don't notice it because, I mean, you know, because they're snooping around. They're being quiet. So right. with her being mute, you don't really pay mm-hmm. attention to it. And she's got the, I don't know, she has very big eyes. You yeah, know, it's, so it, it's
4: like a blank stare. You know, she's yeah computing, you
2: know, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she turned robot somewhere in this point Yeah, and that's, that's well, my question. When did she become a robot?
4: So Cochrane captures her. Right. Okay. When she is, I think he killed her instantly
3: and replaced her and replaced with her robot
4: possibly. <laughs> and with then her. when you know Charles is looking on the screen and he sees her and everything laying laying down
3: mm-hmm.
4: and subdued and everything, I think she's still strapped to the bed yeah. and everything um, or to a gurney or something. Um, I think she's a robot then. And that was his own little twist on things, you know. If, if things would go sour.
2: That was just Yeah. Cochrane's way of like here's proof of life to motivate. Okay.
4: Or, you know, you mm-hmm. just take care of Chalice, you know, if something would happen to me. What about
2: you, King? When did you become a robot? That makes sense to me. That that would be when. I mean obviously I mean that's where my mind immediately goes to, but then obviously I have to consider the thought, did Chalice fuck a robot? No. no. Okay.
3: No. Again, I think it happened at the factory, and I, I mean, maybe that's what happened. That's where all the robots came from. You know, they brought people from the town, and possibly. You know, yep. when he says he's taking them to the best care facility and around, he's taking them and turning them into robots. Okay. So. Obviously, so, when
4: you have a misfire, though,
2: you're not going to be able to make her into a robot. Okay. So, <laughs> question: Rafferty, is he a robot? Are the townspeople robots?
4: I don't think so. I think he's just being paid
3: off. But okay. Rafferty could be a. A robot, he could be. I think the townspeople have seen enough strange things that they know to you know, Shut not the, the fuck, fuck around. Yeah,
2: <laughs> you want to get turned into a robot, right? Keep it up, You want to be a cybernetic organism running on orange juice? Better keep quiet.
4: Did it at her? Run
2: around homeless? Sure, you know, yeah. like Starker. Yep. But we yeah. get we get a jump scene upon jump scene upon jump scene with the. Robot, it just—I mean, she just didn't quit. What's well, right. robot? <laughs>
3: That's what robots maybe do. Maybe he
1: got
4: right? better, you know, developing these robots as time went on and stuff. You well, know? I mean, I think you would shes more sophisticated and everything.
2: Yeah. No, I think it makes like sense. A key,
4: 1000 maybe. Ah, okay. not a Dance Systems Model 101. Mmm.
3: Yeah. I don't want to get into. <laughs> we'll do, do that. that. We'll, we'll do that later. later. <laughs> That's
2: for another time. <laughs> But I really like how Chalice ends up being the crazy person at the gas station at the end of the movie, like Harry Grimbridge was in the opening. Yes. I really like that full circle approach to this story. Yeah. It kind of ties the bow on the package yeah. for me. Yeah, I like that.
4: It's the same gas station, too. Yeah.
2: yeah, same gas station attendant. He's probably thinking, like, what the fuck? Well, he was like, hey, what, do I honey? know you? Do I know you? Yeah, yeah, yep. <laughs> But there's some logistics problems with the uh, getting every single TV station around the U.S. or I don't know maybe the world. We got to figure to stop the commercial. You got to figure
4: how how many call? channels, how many channels were there back in 1981?
3: Okay, now here's another part of the book that alludes that, and in, in the movie they don't describe NBC, ABC, CBS, but in the book they do. And ABC is the last holdout of what he's trying to, you know, get shut down. Because uh, you got to think, man, there wasn't
4: really cha- not you know, a, a whole lot of channels back no. then. There were like three basic channels,
3: three or four. Yeah, you know. And that's all they allude to in the book is that there's three channels, and he's got two of them, and the third one ain't. That's not responding. out of the realm of possibilities. You know, there
4: could have just been three channels back in. I'm, I'm because when I was a kid, I remember there fuck, we didn't have cable or anything right. like that. You know, we had the basic channels. Yeah, well, that's
2: a good point. ABC, NBC, and um, CBS. CBS, you know. But I really like what they were going for, and it's pretty dark stuff, if you really think about it. And if yeah. I'm not mistaken, in the novelization, Cochrane wins, right? Am I not mistaken on that? Like, we actually... if I, I, I remember something along the lines where Chalice gets back to his house, and his kids, they've already... It's already happened to them.
3: Hmm. He calls his house during that segment with the end where he's making the calls okay. to the networks. He calls his house and his wife's not answering the phone and he's yelling over the phone, you know, his kids' names and his wife's names. Pick up the phone and, you know, and they're not answering. And so, you know, it leaves them to believe that they're already, you know, it's happened. too late. Well,
4: here's the thing Cochran did win in the end of this one,
2: he does. I think he does. Chalice
4: dies. was not successful in I saving agree. that last station. My
2: interpretation, evil wins. Yes. To a degree, enough. not fully, but they right. they win. Yeah, enough. I'm sure it's enough. What I, I mean, consider I a imagine win. a
4: kid, you know, who's like watching NBC or yeah. something like that, switch to CBS, right? Because like, oh, it's like snow. Well, It's fucked up. Oh my god, it's mm-hmm. fucked up. Oh, well, this one's still going on. Ah, you know,
3: no. If you ever ask Tom Adkins at a convention or something, he's going to give you the optimistic answer that everything worked out. Oh, just sure, fine. Yeah. You know, but yeah, but I don't buy he's it. Just a nice grandpa, and he wants it to be the no, happy end. To me, I I I think evil wins. I, I want it to be evil wins. This is yeah. not a kid-friendly movie. This is a horror yeah, I, movie. W-
2: with this movie, I'm definitely a nihilist. I mean, I, yeah. I like that evil wins. Yep. I do. Even though I really like Chalice, yeah. flawed as he is, as a as a hero type, I, I like that the bad guys win here. I would love to have seen a How of the the 3
3: part 2. <laughs> or whatever you would
2: call yeah, it That'd way. be interesting, yeah. I would love to see a sequel to this movie. Hmm. Well, I know. I not. You. Did you all know that? Who? Do you all know who the original director was for this movie? Pretty big name guy.
4: Mm-hmm. We've actually
2: reviewed a movie. His.
4: Really. Yeah. I do not. Who is was it?
2: You gotta guess. Yeah, I got nothing. Not nothing though. came. Mm-hmm. Joe Dante. Oh, oh really? I've heard. Okay. This. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been interesting. That would
4: have been really interesting. I agree. Man. Because that was, I'm still glad it, I heard that. I'm still glad, Tommy Because this was this
2: was post Howling, pre Gremlins. Right, yeah. Gremlins was '84. Yeah, so no, I think I thought that would been interesting and pretty. That'd yeah. been a cool take. It's
4: been cool. I agree. I'm glad Tommy Lee Wall. So I like what we, did yeah, I what we get here. I like what we got.
2: I do too. I agree. It's uh, it's a it's a it's a unique little movie, man, and it's it's its own little thing.
4: It's a great way how Tom Atkins closed out the movie, you know, just screaming, stop it.
2: Right, which stop is another it. Stop it. reference stop it. to the Invasion of the Body Snatchers yeah. with uh, Kevin McCarthy yep. doing the same thing.
4: And that's why I think, you know, evil does win in this one. Colonel Co- Cochran does win in this one, you know. Yeah. Because, I mean, fuck, he's, he's flipping out. Screaming, stop it. It's not happening, you know. Yeah. <clears throat>
2: I like the ending. I think it's good.
4: R.I.P. kids. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Sorry about your luck. (laughs)
4: At least a third of the kids in the world are, you know, at least in in America. Right, yeah. Getting getting taken out right now. So.
2: (laughs) All right, guys. Well, are we uh, ready to head into the wrap-ups and ratings here? Sure. Yeah, definitely. Anything else you want to add? No. All right. I think we discussed everything. All right, who wants to go first?
4: For me, this is a great, you know, film. I just, I really wish, I really wish they would have stuck with the anthology idea of Halloween, because it is a good idea. They just yeah. didn't market it right, like you said, Amir. Um, but I do appreciate the story of this, you know, of this movie. It's it, it's awesome. If it didn't have the Halloween tag attached to it, there'd be a lot more love for this flick. You know, I really do believe it.
3: Yeah, but um, I hate to discredit it just on that. Everybody... Well, I don't. I yeah. don't. Well, a lot you. of people do, you I, know, and it
4: sucks, you that. know, because this movie is better than a lot of movies out there that oh, yeah. people give credit for, you know. It's um, a lot
2: better than some of the Michael Myers canon sequels, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree as well. We'll get to that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll get there. Yeah.
4: No, no, no. But, um, you know, as for storyline goes, I mean, it... it, it it's a little far fetched in some areas, but you know, I like I said, I've got a theory that kind of tightens it up a little bit, you know, yeah. so which it's... makes it a really good story, you know. That's intriguing, um, man. So you know, I so I appreciate this movie a lot more. Um, now, mind you, it's it does not pertain. Michael Myers has nothing to do with him, and I'm and I'm okay with it. Like I said, I like that original idea of anthology taking it that route. I really wish they would have done like at least one more, you know. Yeah. <sighs> but none. I, I digress. This comes in as seven point five for me. It's a fun, fun movie. I don't, you know, I know Wiki, or uh, IMDb has this rated pretty low.
2: It's um, low, and I don't,
4: mind. I don't agree with it. Um, and I don't understand why people wouldn't like this movie. You know, just because it doesn't have Michael Myers in it is not a good reason. Because that's the
2: easy thing to go. Into, I guess,
4: but it's not a good reason at all. You know, so I
2: agree.
4: I understand it's got Halloween attached to it, but there was an idea in place, and people need to realize that. You know, yep. now. Well said. You know, so, seven point five for me, though. You know.
3: All right. Hey, I, I'm sharing a lot of your sentiments about it. I mean, this movie doesn't. Uh it doesn't change for me because Michael Myers isn't in it. I look at it as an independent, you know, solo Halloween movie. And I guess as a kid, when I first seen it, yeah, I felt like jaded because this didn't have Michael Myers and I wanted, you know, to see more of that sure, story. Sure, sure. Uh, as I grew older and started hearing everybody bitch about it, like, oh, Michael Myers isn't in it. You know, and I'm like, yeah, you're right. Michael Myers isn't in it. It's bullshit, right? and then it just kind of kept snowballing where I keep hearing people shit on this movie because Michael Myers is in it, and I've become... uh, You know, it turned me, like, the other way. I was like, no, this is... Right. That's not right. This is a great movie. You guys are just complaining because be Michael Myers is in that? This is a great movie to watch at Halloween time. It's it's a great movie to show your kids at Halloween time and yeah, that's show true. them the dark side of uh, minus the sex this scene, day. you know,
4: esque, you know. It's you could really show this. This could be a beginning um, Halloween kind of movie, you know, to show yeah. horror beginning horror movie to show kids, I guess.
2: It's so funny you know? because, because there's
4: not a whole lot of blood. There's no actual blood except for when um, Dick Warlock Rips apart um, Homeless Starker's um, Head You know
2: It's funny because I've shown Besides the Rob Zombie movies We haven't got there yet um, But she's seen All of the other Halloween movies Except for this And I keep telling her I'm like You you really should Watch this movie Why won't she watch it Be you know, because because it
4: doesn't have Michael Myers. Yeah, See, that's,
2: that's a it.
3: piss poor excuse, man. Well, but she, she's you know? twelve. I
2: understand. That. I understand that. But <laughs> I feel like you I'm should show it to her
3: without even explanation. For, for, for but I'm not
2: going to show her that if she's not going to be open to at least be receptive. You know what I mean? I don't want to force it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Right. But I do. I I
4: understand people. You know, there's no Michael Myers. I get it get over it though please i mean i'm trying to be cool, trying to be nice about it <laughs> yeah I'm it's really it. it's it's kind of it's childish to i understand i understand it's not There's a no good Michael, reason but it's, it's not a great a good reason the horror
3: movie you know? is a great halloween right. themed movie now That's, was it
4: errors in shooting of course you know some of the storyline a little too far fetched yeah but i mean mm. fuck dude i've i've seen way worse movies than this you know, like I said, if it didn't have Halloween attached to it, this would be IMDB would have this rated probably a little bit higher if it wasn't for Rotten Tomato score would be a little bit higher if it didn't have the Halloween name attached to it. I
3: appreciate that point of view. I mean,
2: I guess I, I know we've really kind of encroached on your rating, and oh, no, that's I'm sorry. Okay. Man. Yeah, I'm sorry. i like, no, 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 no. sorry.
3: You're just expressing We're, some of we same. are like, passionate yeah, cool. yeah.
2: Halloween fan, Halloween three fans. And, yeah. yeah, yeah.
3: I just, I just don't, I don't appreciate the hate for this movie. Anybody that hates it is hating it for the wrong reason. I mean, I, I can't <laughs> justify your reasons for hating this movie. Anybody that thinks it's not a Halloween movie is wrong. There's
4: things about this movie I, I don't care for, you know? There's yeah. some definite errors in filming, you know?
1: Yeah.
4: Guy hiding in a lit fucking porch, you
3: know? That makes no sense.
4: <laughs> He's just, not
3: hiding. <laughs> I can stop my argument at Stonehenge. I mean, right? that's, well, yeah. that's, that's enough to argue that this is, you know, weakly thought out. <laughs> but anyway, I mean... Still a fan still every this is an annual watch for me. I will not go through the month of October without watching this movie at least Absolutely. once or twice. And again, it's one I've got to watch with the family. It's not just me you know solo it It's an event. Like, look kids, this is the horrors watch. that can happen on watch. this dark night. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you need to, you need to like show your kids that Halloween's not just safe. Everybody's worried about a safe space anymore, you know get out of that safe space
2: tag um, make Halloween get, scary get your, again. Get
3: your yeah. blood pumping here. Yeah. you know have some fun with life when you go out and <laughs> trick or treat know that there could be you know consequences you know I mean it makes it more of a thrilling you know, event to go trick or treating feeling like you know something dark is on the horizon and that's what Halloween is for me and that's why I love it that's why I love the season and the holiday and the movies uh, Halloween three is a nine for me. Wow! Wow! Really? Nine. Yeah, Nine. Coming yeah, but he's but he's high on the. Yeah. I, and and, and, he, I know. He's got
4: two tens. Now we got a nine, and that's fine, Dave. Yeah. That, I mean, that's perfectly fine, dude. I do like I Halloween have no two that hair that. better than this movie, but you know, I respect that. It's I respect much, that nine, man. Exact, it's it's yeah. I really absolutely. Do. Yeah. I'm
2: with you on that. I wow. I respect it totally nice alright so Halloween 3 season of the witch from 1982 was Tommy Lee Wallace written by I guess cause he's taken the credit by default John Carpenter has an uncredited rewrite and Nigel Neal is uncredited even though this was pretty much his script um it was directed by Tommy Lee Wallace, rated R, with a runtime of an hour and 38 minutes, and it was released on October 22nd of 1982 on an estimated $2.5 million budget, and it took in over $6.3 million on its opening weekend in the United States, and it grossed $14.4 million in the United States total. And yet it is a failure. Mm-hmm. I don't understand it. I oh, do not get it. Well... Monetarily, it was a, a massive success. That
4: should be enough alone to just continue the idea of the anthologies. Because isn't the idea of shooting fucking films to make they money? But they pissed
2: yeah. off the fans, man. They were turned off. They were like, "Where the fuck is Michael Myers?" And, and if you're not bringing him back, but like,
4: like we said earlier, yeah. If they would have promoted this idea of the anthology. You yeah. know, it, we would, we'd have a different universe right now. I absolutely agree. We wouldn't have resurrection.
3: Oh. <laughs> we wouldn't have four though
4: I don't know man Like I said I figured We would have, they have eventually
3: back we had had a version it. of yeah. four I think
2: They would have eventually come back to Michael Myers Absolutely Too, too much of a cash camel When they saw what the success of Friday the 13th With Jason Voorhees And then right. with Nightmare on Elm Street With Freddy Krueger And you know, and then there was a resurgence with Leatherface With Texas Chainsaw But um, This is currently not streaming anywhere but you can rent it on Amazon Prime for $3.99 or you can buy it for $9.99. As you said, Lord, IMDB has this as a criminally low 4.9 out of 10 with a meta score of 50, which honestly, that is kind of surprising in a way. Yeah, yeah. Rotten Tomatoes score of 42% Ah, and an audience score of 27%. That is sad. What? I want to know people. Middle fighters and why do
4: people not like this movie? Please hit us up. Let us let me know. I'm I am so fucking curious.
3: It'll be one of the excuses we've already mentioned. I I get you. But I mean I want to hear something different.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Give me something. Give it a chance.
3: Yeah. If you want to say Stonehenge, you know, that's
2: that's a fair that's a fair argument. (laughs) Well hell, I mean that's your biggest bugaboo from what I gather. Ah. You still come in at a nine.
4: Watch it from this Nazi Theory And I'm going to. And I'm telling you, it'll make a little more sense, maybe. I don't know. I'm probably wrong. I'd love (laughs) to meet Tommy Lee Wallace and uh, pick his brain about it. Yeah. I I would love to bring it up to him. So, I don't know if Tommy Lee Wallace listened to this. uh, Hit me up, man. Yeah, no doubt. (laughs) That'd be cool.
3: I'd say a lot of it's a happy accident. I mean, you know, is is his answer. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah.
4: I hope he'd say it's a feasible, plausible, you know...
3: Yeah, storyline. I did hear where somebody asked him if Ellie was a robot from the beginning. What did they say? He was like, "Oh, don't ask me that." I don't know. <laughs> Like he didn't. He did not have an answer. Right. Well, then he might so, not have an answer for me. That's then, where I'm either. at with this happy accident theory. Like, yeah. I mean, hey, made.
4: if your answer is magic, then Make hey, what my f- my theory is totally fucking yeah. feasible. Then
2: I think <laughs> this movie is just a movie that either it strikes a chord with you or it doesn't and that's Honestly. clear yeah, because that's I really crazy. kind of feel like across the board I kind of feel like the consensus is this is a 50-50 split
4: and if that's the case I guess that's fine but damn man you know I, I'm, I'm really upset about
2: that I have hard you know, it is a hard time seeing their a good of view movie. I do too I agree It's cheesy but
4: it's still a good story you know.
2: Now I will admit When when I first came across this movie I was confused all to hell With not understanding why Michael Myers Or Sam Loomis Or Laurie Strode They weren't a part of this entry Which at the time it really gave me a bad taste in my mouth Over this sequel But as I became more of a seasoned Horror fan over time My appreciation and enjoyment Of this installment has grown more and more is that is that was that
4: your opinion or was that something that like your mom or somebody influenced your?
2: No, that was my about. take. Okay, because there was a lot of confusion. You didn't when hear I first about watched, like
4: people like, well, why is in hell? Why is Michael Myers? No, well, I mean, like I, I said, I mean,
2: I thought Cochran was Loomis. And, okay, right. Know, on. Okay. okay, no, okay. It, was, feasible, it was it yeah. was honestly okay. my irritation was my confusion and my not understanding. Okay. Okay. Of how this fit in being part three, and it has absolutely nothing to do with the original or part two. Again,
4: blame the blame the studio for not letting the fucking public know. Yeah. You know the plans.
2: And like I said, I mean, it did. It gave a bad taste in my mouth over this movie, and uh, I mean, is it cheesy? Yeah. Yeah. Is it far fetched and over the top? Sure is. I mean, does it have its fair share of plot holes and shortcomings? There, There's no denying that. But is it fun? But I was say, but you know what else it is? It is an awesome, gory thrill ride with the mustache, Tom Atkins, and Dan O'Harely as yeah, your dude. masters of ceremonies. He's okay? a great villain. I don't understand why people cannot simply separate the Michael Myers, Dr. Loomis timeline, regardless of what the fucking title is. I don't understand it. And to those people, I say, choose happiness, okay? And take this for what it's worth, have fun with this entry, and enjoy the journey that Tommy Lee Wallace takes us on and appreciate the ambitious intentions that John Carpenter and company had envisioned for this franchise. This movie is a 7 out of 10. Well said. I love this movie. The shortcoming, it, honestly... This is where I adapt the king mentality. The shortcomings, the... the Get over it, it. It doesn't matter to right. me. I, it's, it's infectious, just like the silver shamrock thing. Cue Go it ahead. up. Cue that up, Dave. No. <laughs>
1: happy,
4: happy Halloween, Halloween,
1: Halloween. Happy, happy Halloween, silver shamrock. Happy, happy Halloween.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, can't, I, can't, I can't! I can't! get enough of that shit. Hold on, go ahead and cue that up one more time, Dave.
0: It's almost time, kids. The clock is ticking. Be in front of your TV sets for the horror All
3: right, <laughs> that's enough. All right, that's I, at least five. We're, we're doing that just for Alex Harrow and Easy White, just so you know. <laughs> oh God,
2: <laughs> fans of this movie. But yeah, like I said, I I can't not go through the month of October and not watch this movie. Honestly. I don't think I can go through a fucking calendar year and not watch right. this movie. Yeah, and it's one of those movies that I fully acknowledge. I enjoy this movie way more than I should. Yeah, I good. don't give a shit. <laughs> I love this movie. Seven, it so
3: should fun. be better than a seven. Then <laughs> here we go again. Yeah, here I mean, he loves I'm like me gushing
2: too, over man. this movie, and it's just still not good enough for you. It's only a seven. Jeez. Is that all you got? <laughs> Are you cool with me with my seven point five? Yeah, I'll
4: accept okay. it. All right, all, all right. You're still right. in range. Okay, all right.
2: <laughs> all right, hitchhikers. This concludes our review of Halloween Three: Season of the Witch from nineteen eighty two. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we did discussing this misunderstood entry into the Halloween franchise. You can find us on Facebook at Nostalgia Highway Podcast. Be on the lookout for new announcements and updates, and be sure to also visit the King Art Facebook page that is linked to the NHP page, where you can find a wide and ever-growing variety of fantastic artwork from the King himself. And there's a pretty damn sweet original concept piece he just finished up for Halloween 3, by the way. It's super sweet. super. It sweet. is sexy. <laughs> I like it. But you can also email the show at nostalgiahighwaypodcast at gmail.com. And we're now on Twitter. The username is at HighwayNHP. So there's all kinds of ways to reach us. Any ideas or input on older or newer episodes, or any other questions you may have, we would love to hear from you. And since we're going all out for October, for this is Halloween month, make sure you tune into episode 22 that we'll be releasing next Tuesday on the 15th, when we will review what we are referring to as the Jamie Lloyd trilogy. Of the Halloween franchise, where we will review Halloween Four: The Return of Michael Myers from 1988, Halloween Five: The Revenge of Michael Myers from 1989. Yeah, God, here we go. Oh boy, <laughs> it's starting early. The cuffs, it's the cuffs will be flying in this episode. Yeah, there's, there's going to be a lot of. We're going to be. This exploring. is going to be a fun one. I, yeah. I'm looking forward to this review. Don thanks for president. I'm <laughs> And we're going to follow it up with Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers from 1995. Cue toilet (laughs) flush. Easy now.
3: One more time, let's hear that uh, Halloween Uh, 3 jingle. uh, uh,
2: uh, Yeah, boy. On behalf of the Lord Ketchum and Dave King of the Road, I am your host, the Mayor Matt Logsdon, and we thank you once again for hitching a ride along with us, and we'll catch you out next time. Out on the Highway. Dark masks, gather round your TV set. Put on your masks and watch.
0: All witches, all skeletons, all jack-o'-lanterns. The third commercial, it's still on. please. Take off the third channel, the third channel, it's still running. Stop it, please, for God's sake, please stop it. There's no more time. You've got to, please, stop it, stop it now. Turn it off,
1: turn it off. Stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. Thank you.
3: It's a little buddy. (laughs) Little bastard child. (laughs) (laughs) That's the Cousin Eddie family, man. Yeah. I wonder if they stole that idea. Shitter's full. (laughs)